This is a beverage podcast. Back to liquid gold. Where the world has gotten smaller, but our problems have gotten taller. But the stack of our problems has gotten Mm. taller. Mm. Welcome back to a special edition, a booze news centric episode of liquid gold right here on the We Own This Town podcast network. Check us out on the new website, liquidgold.show. You can find all our all our uh, past episodes there and go to the archives. And you can always find what's going on with the We Own This Town podcast network and everything over at weownthistown.net. Shout out to our producer, Michael Eads, and Upright T-Rex Music for the tunes, Just Matching for the logo. A lot of exciting things happening in our world as we put the finishing touches on the Liquid Gold book. Cheer! The Liquid Gold Holiday Drinking Guide will be out later this year, some sometime in November. We'll update you on release date, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, work going into that, so fewer episodes in the meantime as we put the finishing touches on the book, but real excited about that. My name's Mike Wolf, your host today, along with my co-host and booze news anchor, Mr. Kenneth Deadman. Kenneth, how are you today in this crazy world? I'm nervous, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we're getting we're getting a little nervous. I'm f- filled with anxiety. Yeah, so we thought it would be a good time. You know, it took it took a war for us to finally kind of talk about vodka. We've been circling vodka. We've been thinking about doing different uh, vodka centric episodes. Um, we've had some fun times with our uh, cohorts in Charleston and our buddies out there. Kevin King. We had a nice day of drinking frozen vodka and and eating amazing seafood over Mm -hmm. there at uh, Delaney Oyster House. We've intersected here and there with vodka. What's going on now with the war in Ukraine that has broken out? Mm -hmm. You're seeing all these Russian vodka bans. We thought we'd talk a little bit about that today and how also how we have viewed vodka just in our business. And vodka is an important part of that, uh, of your, of your selections that you offer. It's an important spirit to have because a lot of people love it. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later about how popular vodka is. It just sort of dominates the market. But there's another spirit creeping into its territory that we're going to talk a little bit about as we've crossed that two year anniversary mark of the tornado that came through Nashville that did so much damage and did really did a number on the hospitality community as well here in Nashville. The only two people to die in Davidson County from those tornadoes were bartenders here in Nashville. Aubrey Sexton and Michael Dolphini. Dolphini working at Attaboy, Sexton working at the Fox. Really beloved members of the community and bartending community here in Nashville. Indeed. So wanna wanna mention them and uh, everybody's thinking about them this time of year and always. And then shortly after the tornado that came through, we had the pandemic. So we're coming up on, we're recording this on Thursday, March 10th. And so that is uh, right around that time. I think it was March 11th or March 12th when they started to just start canceling sports, concerts, and it really looked like we were heading for a very strange period, you know, that would last a month. (laughs) Two weeks. Two weeks. A month. A month. Maybe August. Three months. Maybe four, maybe a year. It'll be a year. Gotta but now get we're through at the two. winter. Yeah, got to get through the winter. And now here we are with a war, the biggest war to break out in Europe since World War II. And it's a very uncertain time. It's going to start affecting everyone. It's just terrible what's going on over there. There are a lot of ways you can help out. Yeah, Kenneth has some right here. We encourage you to reach, reach out to, yes. Uh, probably uh, more popular would be the International Committee of the Red Cross and the International Medi- Medical Corps. 
all who all are uh, incredibly reputable and are distributing medical supplies, as is Razum from Ukraine. That's R-A-Z-O-M. Sunflower of Peace, which is developing medical individual medical packs to be to, to be distributed to um, individual members of the Ukraine residents of Ukraine, and then uh, Revive Soldiers of Ukraine, which provides medical. Uh, medical assistance for um injured soldiers in ukraine sheesh cool um so that's some good information there we're sitting here today before we get into some of these vodka centric uh, booze news stories we're sitting here today we are fresh from the alexis market over there off thompson lane here in nashville um the nashville scene has done a little piece about uh, all the amazing snacks that they've got at this alexis market it's an eastern european market and features a lot of amazing Ukrainian products, so they're they've had kind of a resurgence. A lot of people coming in there to show support, and so we we thought we would check that out. We brought in some snacks for the show here today. We've got some smoked sardines, we've got a little salmon spread, and we've got some rye crackers, and we're drinking the Ukrainian beer Vivsky. Vivsky. Yeah. Nice. Vivsky seventeen fifteen of Ukraine. Really good, really nice and light, drinkable, yeah. great for this time of year. Spring's coming on. Eastern Europe makes the best lagers. They make really tasty ones, so we're enjoying that today. Mm-hmm. Really just thinking about this crazy world and everything that's going on. So there have been all these, let's dive in here, Kenneth. There's been all these vodka bands, Russian vodka bands that are going around the country. You have uh, states, you have governors, states that kind of run their own uh, liquor distribution. They mm-hmm. are just coming out and outright banning retailers in uh, California, Texas, Arizona, New York, Florida, Colorado, Ohio, all over. We'll talk a little bit about one specifically in Pennsylvania. But dude, yeah, um, like uh, I mean, I was I was uh, on YouTube autoplay the other day. I was looking at vodka bands and primarily what what folks like folks literally pouring pouring vodka that that often oftentimes. If you did a little research, you would find out we're not even Russian-owned vodka. Well, yeah, let me t- let me tell you about this one, um, because a tavern owner in Bend, Oregon, uh, was pouring out all of his Russian vodka. There was videos of this on the Facebook page. He's pouring out bottles of, of vodka, but it turns out he's pouring out Stoli, which is not made in Russia anymore and is not owned by a Russian company. There's a company in Luxembourg that is controlled by a man named Yuri Scheffler, who was born in Russia but who left Russia many years ago. And uh, Stoli is now made in Latvia. So there's some uh, misinformation out there about what is uh, Russian vodka and right. what, Quick you know. Quick commentary on that. Yeah. Yuri Shaflur is, uh, is, is a Russian Jew as well. Mm. So Jewish owned, um, made in Latvia. He actually fled and is in exile from Russia due to opposition, his opposition to uh, the Putin regime. Thank you for that. Yeah, that uh, there there's a lot of, uh, I think, some confusion out there about Stoli for sure, um, because Stoli was banned going back to 2013 when there was a lot of anti-gay rhetoric coming out of Moscow. Bars over here in the United States and around the world started just getting rid of all their Stoli. And uh, that, that was kind of the beginning of what I remember when people were like, whoa, whoa, Stoli isn't Russian. Let's all, let's all take a look at this. Now, but... It- there is a Russian state-owned Stolikinea, Stolikinea um, vodka, and 
label-wise, label-wise, you cannot tell much difference other than the fact that the Russian-owned Stoli, Russian state-owned uh, Stoli product has Russian-made um, on the label. But is that one available here in the United not States? A, not available in uh, no, in the not States, available yeah. in North America. Got it. Um, they can they can sometimes like come across come across the ocean um, and carry on pa- in carry on luggage or something like that. But you're not going to see it distributed here. So here's one of the crazy things too. We mentioned how vodka plays such a role in the bar business uh, because a lot of times it's the cheapest spirit that you can buy as a bar owner. And when you're buying it in large quantities, you can get better deals. And it's also the thing that a lot of people want to drink. I mean, you and I have seen it over the years working in places that didn't really carry a lot of vodka, but still had to have it and went through a lot of it at times. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like a beverage chameleon. I give it that, that it can, uh, it can, it can piggyback onto any flavor that that you want to use. And um, typically a, you know, a finicky beverage drinker might only want vodka to begin with and yeah that's fine well what i was gonna say is the what you can do instead of like being a little misguided and pouring it all out you could turn that around and try to you know do what most people do with it anyway which is turn it into profit and mm-hmm. uh give that money to some of the charities charities that we had mentioned so there's ways to, uh, to help that way because if you look at the kind of the economics of it if you're getting, say, one of those uh, Latvian Stoli bottles for $8 a bottle, maybe you can get a liter bottle, $8. Then you've got uh, 33 ounces. You're going to divide that by one and a half. Say you're doing drinks uh, that had a one and a half ounce pour, so you've got 22 pours in that liter bottle. Now, say you're charging $12 for that drink. Then you're up to 264 so you're taking a $8 bottle of vodka and turning it into $264. Now you'll have some other expense in that, but not much. I think we could say not much, especially if it's, uh, you know, vodka OJ or a Bloody Mary or uh, Moscow Mule. You know, there's uh, there's only a few other ingredients and, and the main cost of it is going to be the vodka. There's a lot of money to be made in bars from vodka. So that's what we would suggest some of the bar owners do is, uh, you know, do some. So what's two, two bottles of that make? 528 damn and that's you know that's based off a 12 dollar drink i mean obviously you know there's a lot more expensive drinks in nashville now we're starting to see prices 14 15 16 17 a drink downtown is nuts um, in terms of uh, some of the prices that you see down there so that's there's there's some other things you can do rather than just straight pouring this stuff out but the most clearly russian brand uh this was in a story in the usa today they talk about russian standard uh, which you know you see on liquor stores, liquor store shelves, and Russian Standard. When you're watching like cooking shows from around the world, or you see um, any kind of food from Moscow, usually like people have Russian Standard just in the freezer, and it's part of the meal. You know, it's like it's like wine. Uh, so you pair a lot of the food with with Russian Standard. Um, but it is owned by uh, Rustam Tariko, and he is a Russian oligarch. So there's definitely some bans going on with the Russian standard stuff. One thing that we should also mention about the uh, the bans of Russian vodka, which has gotten a lot of media attention, and here we are talking about it too. The fact is it's only 1.2% of U.S. vodka imports come from Russia, and that's according to data from Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. That's for the first half of 2021. 
So, so you're not even seeing it 99% of the time if you're at your local off-license picking up a bottle of vodka. Chances are you're going to find an American-made or European-made vodka, and that's it. But I was struck when I went through the vodka aisle recently over at Cork Dorks, which has a ton of vodka, probably as many vodkas as you can get in the market. I was amazed at just how much vodka there is from all these different countries. I mean, there's Sweden, Finland, Poland. There's a lot of vodka from Poland um, that they sell there. Australian, New Zealand, Japanese. It's just amazing that people are even buying all this various vodka, not to mention all the flavored stuff, which there was one brand that had 15 vodkas on the shelf. (laughs) Whoa, 15 different expressions. 15 different ones. Oh, wow. That's like the old school boom. Yeah. Where you had like... uh, one brand had like 60 different flavors. Yeah, and I, I feel like we're almost getting back to that maybe. Maybe that's a telltale sign of things to come that, that we're kind of headed back to maybe this like weird flavored vodka martini happy hour kind of thing. I could see that. I could see that coming down the pike. Kettle One did their thing where they have like their botanical series, which was kind of smart because they're basically doing like infused vodkas yeah. and almost like gins, but they're not calling it gin. Yeah, I feel like that one halfway to gin thing. So it's like more like compound flavors, but still like um, I guess not 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 owning to the, like the the Christmas tree pininess of a lot of of a lot of gins, kind of like keeping it soft, not necessarily on the sweet side, but fruity. Well, let's roll right into this here. Let's. Uh, Let's cue the, uh, we're just not feeling a big booze news intro today, but it's booze news with Kenneth Deadman. Kenneth, the show is for you. There's a lot of news out in the world. Not all of it's good. Dogs though. Dogs are really, you know, important in these times. Well, that Don't brightens you feel it like? up. Yeah, yeah, that really that brightens both of us up. There's some great, you know, I, I'm starting to follow these accounts on Instagram where that you show they show really good like dog content, like dogs saving each other from getting hit by a car and a dog saving his owner and yeah, dogs I, just doing amazing stuff. That's like a quarter of my Instagram like accounts that dog I follow content. or like yeah, just like uh, like dogs being bros or animals being jerks. Yeah, and then there's like dogs all. that's a good one yeah yeah so that's our that's our if we can impart some wisdom look to the dogs right now it's good because we need the dogs like uh, a good healthy distraction is great i think like one of the things i like in these moments i've been hearkening to was like the threat the fear of the threat uh, what's going on out there what what is what has actually threatened us this week honestly mike is a dollar more in gas yeah Nothing's really threatened us quite, quite, quite yet. But I still have like these old like uh, fears that like had, I suppose have been like masked or hidden or or um, extinguished mm. of like uh, impending Russian war, uh, nuclear threat, shit like that. Sure. I mean, that's something that's going to creep up that we'll be dealing with um, who knows how long, maybe the next couple of years as this thing gets more serious. It's definitely going to affect everyone for a long time, it appears. The way that it's tearing families apart and what it's doing over there is just terrible. People that might have thought he was bluffing there for a while before the Olympics, it's too bad he wasn't. Yeah, this one man, this one man. I think that's like maybe something that we also need to consider when we're um, when we're boycotting all of these products is like, uh, I don't know, as an American, just like 
invading Iraq and Afghanistan, which we're not incredibly proud of. Like we, our friends were, our friends and families were the ones that were that were over there in harm's way, and mm. uh, it's kind of the same. It's it's absolutely the same for a lot of Russians, Russian families. Don't get don't get me wrong. I'm not not pulling a Trump here, and uh, supporting Putin or anything like that. Just saying, coming out of this pandemic, we have to understand. Have we learned any lessons? This is probably a good question. In humanity, um, I can tell like Americans are really into it. Probably because probably because it's a trouble that's a long distance away from us right now. So we can really rally behind something that's uh, maybe not like our, our in our neighborhood. Our own problems. Necessarily. Yeah. Like we've had a lot of we've had a whole hell of a lot of that. Please remember that in your boycott of various product life products that uh, there are real people out there that are that are caught in the middle on both sides. And we're all going to need a little help. Just like uh, Margaret Bayes of, uh, of Pennsylvania, who is the uh, sole proprietor of a Russian vodka, butcher this name, Yushinoshka. Yushinoshka. Mm. Yushinoshka vodka. Pennsylvania has a liquor control board who is the, only, the sole buyer of uh, spirits for the state. Having banned last week uh, all Russian products, uh, Miss Margaret Bayes, a uh, Slovakian immigrant, a 74-year-old Slovakian immigrant, is currently stuck with 30,000 bottles of said product. I, I believe that would be liters as wow. well. Wow. 30,000 liters, right around uh, 10,000 gallons of um, Russian vodka. Nothing to do with it. Like, uh, if no one's going to buy it, like, what the hell is this lady going to do? She, obviously, her, um, her livelihood is over. Her life's almost over. Yeah, she could. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess she could die. She could. She could take it. She put it on a truck and try to get into Canada. I don't know. That that would uh, present some problems. Uh, I don't suggest that she should. She should do that. But that's an option. You know what she should do. Then it'll get taxed more. And how's she gonna even get it to a bar? I'll tell you. She what, have to get it to a Canadian speakeasy. I tell you Quebec. what. I'll tell you what I would do. Okay. Uh, yeah. If I was All right. Her, if yeah. I was Margaret. Yeah. Uh, what would you do if you were Margaret? I would uh, pair with a a distillery and barrel it mm. and release it as American whiskey. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. Bagging, um, bagging the question, is vodka whiskey? Mm. How is it not? That's what I'm saying. How is I it guess, not? I guess um, a lot of folks, I, I mean, like vodka, we'll, we'll just say primarily, we, we, we want it to be like a grain vodka. Yeah, but, well, um, let's just break the surprise right now. We do have the Ukrainian vodka in the house. Hmm? We've got some core oh, fuck, in dude. the freezer that we're going to try. And it, the only thing I know about it that is similar to like a Tito's over here or something, it's distilled seven times, made from corn, um, mm-hmm. it appears. Uh, some people believe that, it, that there's some wheat in there, but uh, as far as I could tell, the research I did, it appears to be made from corn. And they're making that same point that Tito's makes, which is probably smart if you think about just worldwide business-wise. They make the point of being gluten-free, which we know vodka is gluten-free. But uh, they, they make that point pretty strongly that it's distilled seven times. I guess that would be one difference with uh, between whiskey and vodka is they're not distilling whiskey that many times. Well, why not? Probably for some of those funky esters that end up kind of well, maybe you, hanging out. I mean, it, it I don't sounds know. Like, it sounds like... The whiskey industry standard, or at least American whiskey standards, 
in some ways are, are less are, than are less than vodka. Mm. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Like uh, this is a real turn the tables episode. Why like can't this. we? Yeah. yeah, I I I think why can't they take that distillate that carefully carefully made distillate of vodka that's meant to be like you know like uh, it's there but it's not there. What what do you call a vodka soda, Mike? The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man. That's right. But it's still whiskey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or is a cat or a dog can't be a cat. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But what if you but what if you what if you sewed them together? <laughs> they were like they could be the same. You can't put a cat in a dog barrel. You know, what if there's that old saying. What if a dog eats a cat? <laughs> you can't put a cat in a dog barrel, but you can definitely put some vodka that's sitting around your liquor store that's banned. Try to get it into some barrels. So up in Philadelphia, they've got a lot of temperature change. That would be great for the barrels. Certainly. Certainly. This is Pitt- Pittsburgh area, so uh, you're getting like humidity mixed with dryness. She humidity could also dry. make, you know, she could make vermouth with it. Get a bunch of gallons of wine. Mm-hmm. She could start a whole vermouth business. She's got her fortification. You know, she'll be fortifying it with the vodka. She just needs the wine and the ingredients, but she could start a whole thing. That's so good. we have ideas for you. Good advice, Mark. Margaret. Margaret, Margaret we Mayus. have ideas for you. All right, turn your vodka into whiskey or make vermouth with it. You should double down no matter what. Invest in She could do reinvest she, in yourself. She really could do a, a bathtub gin too type of thing. She could you just know. relabel it. There's really. A, yeah. Margaret, call us. Email us, liquidgoldpod at gmail.com. Work something Hit us out. up, Margaret. Like yeah. Some sort of percentage off of hers. We'll consult. So, we'll send you a bill. Quick list of uh of uh vodkas that are um are Putin free from US market, uh New Amsterdam, Sky, Smirnoff. Swedish vodkas would be uh Svedla, Svedka, Absolute. French, yeah, Grey Goose, Chirac. Um Chirac's a big seller. That's a uh, Puff Daddy, right? I think so. The twenty eighteen I think it's just puff. Twenty eighteen World Cup was uh was held in Russia. The finals being held between France and Croatia. Vladimir Putin invited Conor McGregor, UFC fighter, Conor McGregor, to his suite to watch the game. Which Conor McGregor What a crew presented President Vladimir Putin with the very first bottle of proper twelve Irish whiskey. Mm. Uh, McGregor's somewhat former brand. I think he's still yeah. loosely involved in it. Mm-hmm. To which uh, Putin's security immediately confiscated and had tested for uh, for poison. Damn. That's smart. Can't get this guy. That would probably be a good way to do it. <laughs> Send Conor McGregor's crazy ass in there with a bottle of whiskey and see what happens. Hmm. Could it, it could, yeah, I mean, like, that's that's why that that's why what, couldn't he have just fought him? That's killed where, like, him real quick. You know, like Putin, th- that's how Putin's crazy is because he's like he knew people would think he's crazy to open it up and drink it. But people think he'd be even more crazy to test it for to test it for uh, poison. Well, I'm sure. And then he'd be like, you know, like Conor McGregor must maybe he wanted to compliment Conor McGregor by testing it for poison. Mm. Be like, hey. You look like a this is how I gangster. this is my this is my, that's my humor. <laughs> You're a dangerous man. That's just how I make a joke. No, I bet like, I bet uh, when his when his people swoop in to grab the bottle and they're like, "Wow, well, sorry, we gotta go test this. This is just what we do." You know, he's probably like, "It's fine. Don't come on. Do you have to do this every time?" And then he and then he talks to Conor McGregor and he's like, "Sorry, 
Sorry, that's they just they do that. I don't. I let him do it. It's fine. But like, goddamn, uh, what a pair of complete idiots hanging out together. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy to think those two were hanging out in a suite drinking. I imagine nothing he, good came of that. Imagine he hangs with some. I mean, he hangs out with Steven Seagal. Right. Good. Concerned about that. Too kind of strange, strange, strange dudes. Like yeah. never like a normal guy that like. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's not. It's not like. You know, I'm just thinking because of vodka, but like Dan Aykroyd, it's not like, yeah, Vladimir Putin yeah. hangs out with Dan yeah. Aykroyd. Like, Putin, he's all right. <laughs> you got to get on my train. <laughs> got to get on my train riding through Canada. That'd be great. I got this crystal head vodka. It's really good. Yeah, he does have the. Uh, Maybe we the, shouldn't uh, be j- joking about the uh, evil, the evil figurehead of our time. Ah, fuck him, dude. He's all of a sudden become the evil figurehead of our times. Yeah, like we're supposed to, Hitler. We're definitely supposed to hate him, but uh, I I hated the dude before. I didn't need Joe Biden telling me what to do. Like, I didn't like that guy. He he was paying the Taliban for for a headcount on U.S. troops. Yeah. Like, and as I was saying earlier, like like troops and their families don't like they're worried enough. They don't fucking need any of that bullshit. Fuck this guy. But this is a beverage podcast, so. As I get to the, down to the bottom of this Vivsky Ukrainian beer, I'm going to start talking some shit. Vivsky. Now, vodka sales in 2021 in the United States remain at the highest they've ever been. They've been number one in the game since 1970s. Presumably, that's like when disco came, came about and pulled out of Vietnam, stopped drinking so much Kentucky Tavern, started discoing, doing cocaine, and drinking vodka. Martinis. So, vodka is responsible for $7.3 billion in revenue in the United States in 2021. To be followed in second by tequila with $5.2 billion in sales. That seems like a lot of a difference, but when you consider tequila sales were up 30% in 2021 alone compared to 2020, it is conceivable that tequila sales in the United States, especially with the current crisis where people don't know what they're going to do with vodka. I can't tell, like, what do you think, Mike? Are, are people going to, is this empowering the vodka community or or is it um, negative, negatively impacting the vodka community? Um, all this are talk just right now? Here, like, t- we're just waiting for the, the impacts. We don't know the impacts of what's going on just yet. It's always hard to, to figure out if vodka is, is um, peaking or if you know with other things coming into the coming into play like tequila whiskey isn't going anywhere up 30% when you're selling what what is that like 5.2 billion in 2021 but up 30% from 2020 that's over a billion dollars of growth that's insane that's insane yeah tequila's gaining uh tequila uh, accounts for uh, in the US mm-hmm. tequila's 80% in the US 80% of the export market of tequila is in the U.S. That's nuts. That's crazy. That's no surprise that Diageo is building a $500 million tequila slash mezcal distillery in Jalisco. It's called the the La Barca plant. It's part of their 10-year plan to go 100% sustainable. I don't know how they're going to do that. But the La Barca plant is... Um, is touted as uh, environmentally sustainable, almost half completed, and should employ right around 1,200 
workers. That's amazing. They are doing their best to turn their reputation around. You know, Diageo was one of the first uh, liquor companies to pull out of Russia while we're on this embargo thing. 70,000 store, liquor stores in, uh, in Russia are losing something like uh, just shy of 70% of their, their products total on imports. Wow. Something here from, um, from uh, Yahoo Business. The vodka market expected to grow by 98.3 million liters between 2020 and 2025. And uh, a lot of that is based on these private labels and also they're like higher end uh, private labels. So Walmart doing their own vodka, Costco having their own vodka. They have that, you know, they've got the Kirkland brand, which we probably need to do a show someday just on, on the all the Kirklands. Yeah, all the Kirkland stuff. That's that's something we need to get on the calendar. Yeah, I've been meaning, uh, you know, like the, uh, what is it, the military special, the um, spirit line that's available at like commissaries, on base commissaries for U.S. military. I've been trying to get a hold of those, which they only sell handles of them, and they're, they're like 11 bucks. So another thing in this Yahoo business thing is how they say that uh, it was unflavored vodka that contributed significantly to the growth of the market, the vodka market in 2021. And a lot of that would be attributed to restaurants opening more um, in 2021 as opposed to 2020 and more restaurants opening and making, you know, making cocktails again. A lot of that they, they placed, uh, they attributed that to just bartenders making those sort of simple cocktails again or that they weren't making as much in 2021 or sorry, in 2020. And I wonder how much of that also plays into the retail cocktail by the can. Um, craze oh, yeah. as well, which yeah. uh, which we predicted was going to explode. Uh, hasn't been as f- I think it's been about as about as quickly as we thought. Like uh, yeah, it's just very fragmented, and it's become very uh, its over section. Yeah, it's become an over uh, oversaturated a little bit. Sure, it seems like it's hard to find good ones. I don't know. We we've got we we had an episode. We've got an episode in the calendar for May where we're going to talk about all the. Uh, do you remember that we talked about that? Yeah, <laughs> about doing the flavored, about doing the uh, canned cocktails and ready to drink stuff. So that that could be an eye opener, or we'll be upset by the end of it, and we'll just want a margarita. I don't good. know. Yeah, we're ending here with margarita a little bit because we are going to be doing finally the margarita shots episode will be coming up. We're, we're going to get Jess Backus involved, our cocktail correspondent. Down in Charleston, she makes some amazing margaritas down there. We were also talking about, so we're finally going to dive into margarita, its importance in the cocktail canon, how it's one of those drinks that is so easy to mess up, it's so easy to do it wrong, um, and yet still kind of easy to enjoy, even if it's not that great, because you're at a Mexican restaurant with your friends and just having a good time. But we were talking about the great Nashville songwriter and poet. David Berman and his song Margaritas at the Mall and how I feel like he was he had sort of predicted this new era it was probably already happening and that's what I think he was talking about you have a whole other take on this song and I want to hear I want to hear about your take later because it's great but it's to me it's basically like he had written this song and this was obviously before the pandemic this was prior to 2019 and it was basically about how People to me, it's about how people can just be oblivious, and um, maybe that's also a way to be. Maybe that's a way to live in these times to be a little bit oblivious. I think it helped people during the pandemic to kind of tune out a little bit, 
but it's also harder to tune out now if you don't take a whole social social media break or stop looking at the news. And right now it's a really hard time to not be looking at the news and not be thinking, oh, is the pandemic over? Is it not over? Are we taking the masks off? Are we doing it for good? Is there a new variant coming? And then also, are we are we going to be dragged into this war? What's going on with this war? This is terrible. How can I help? Margaritas at the mall is like this philosophy to me that it's a way that you can tune out from it. And it's um, so some of these lyrics, he says, uh, drawn up all my findings and I warn you, they are candid. My everyday begins with reminders. I've been stranded on this planet where I've landed beneath this gray as granite sky, a place I wake up blushing like I'm ashamed to be alive. How long can a world go on under such a subtle God? How long can a world go on with no new word from God? See the plot of the flawed individual looking for a nod from God. <laughs> it's pretty amazing shit. Um, trotting the sod of the visible with no new word from God. We're just drinking margaritas at the mall. That's what this stuff adds up to after all. Magenta, orange, acid green, peacock blue, and burgundy. Drinking margaritas at the mall. The next uh, the next verse, amazing as well. Uh, stand- have you ever, ever drinking a margarita at a mall? So let me let me answer that in a second. Yes, I want to go back to these lyrics. So the second verse starts as such: "Quote, standing in the shadows of the signpost on the road, fifty gates of understanding, forty-nine are closed. Yes, I guess this time I really hit that number on the nose. What I'd give for an hour with the power on the throne." And then it goes back to the: How long can a world go on under such a subtle god? How long can a world go on with no new word from God? And then uh, later swings back to the chorus. We're just drinking margaritas at the mall. This happy hour has got us by the balls. Magenta, orange, acid green, peacock blue, and burgundy. Drinking margaritas at the mall. Yeah, kind of a fascinating song to me because I know it was real popular when the album came out. It was like, oh, that song, Margaritas at the Mall. I feel like a lot of people were missing the point of the song. They thought it was like, it's more of a cheerful song. Um and I have, I, let me, let me answer your question. I have drank margaritas at the mall, uh, at Chewy's, at Chewy's, yeah. Opry Mills next to the movie theater. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I thought maybe he was referring to cause it's not that far from his neighborhood. Yeah. I used and to get, so, I used to get trashed at that mall. Um, <laughs> I'd like ride my bike across the pedestrian bridge there and, um, you could pop out right there, go see a movie. Yeah. I would go to, uh. Dave and Buster's play video games and uh, like drink like Guinness. Go see a movie. Have to pee 20 times. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, that's a sad song. That's a sad <laughs> song. Like, uh, if anything, like probably if if, if, if if there was anything cheery about it, I would say that it like romanticizes lowering your standards on your life. If, if you can have fun. Going to going to a shopping mall and participating in the ceremony of <laughs> of like indulging in their food court and remembering where you parked your car, getting home and be like that was a great day. And sure, like life is peachy, and like uh, well, a lot of us don't have it have it that easy. Like yeah. Well, I wonder. As, like he would have never imagined the the pandemic to come and the because he passed away before that came. And then obviously this war going on and I just feel like that song has so much more meaning now because people have had more of a reason to sort of tune out and just say, fuck it. I'm just going to go drink margaritas at the mall. But there's also like, there's sort of a guilt in that. 
and that there's there's more guilt in that now I think with how just heavy the world is is getting and becoming I mean they're saying that uh, there was a story today I'll have to pull this up here let me just pull this up all of a sudden I want to hit that vodka real quick <laughs> am I depressing you <laughs> yeah go ahead and grab me a glass we're in the early days of this whole thing we don't know what's gonna happen the we, war. Know, we know things are gonna like uh, if if anything they're gonna cost a little bit more here and there but uh ideally ideally we can we can lend to our, our ingenuity to overcome all this stuff winston churchill Zelensky, you know, like, they're uh, they're comparing him to the you know to churchill we're, we're so in we're in these right there we're in this time where like i you know like we haven't having gotten beat down by the pandemic for two years we should have expected something if not the pandemic to just come back but like something else something else to come out of nowhere and kick us in in humanity in the balls and uh and that's life if it wasn't that it would be a it would be an asteroid uh but maybe 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 an asteroid is what we're gonna have in, mm. two, in two years after this war be and, like a gift yeah <laughs> um, i think uh i think if anything we've been in these times where we're like we, we we think that like the moral compass of the world is kind of diminished and i i for one i for one thought that as well man like uh especially as an american because i don't want to like be the American saying no to war, no to war, no to war when America's usually the dudes doing this and or it has we have been for for quite some time. Yeah, it's like Condoleezza not, Rice like, on NPR today talking about her, you know, measured uh, her measured opinion about what's going on over in Ukraine and all this stuff. So, and it's like there's fucking blood on your hands. bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, like all this stuff. Like, uh, I, I think we're, if, if anything, we're, we've been impatient to see exactly like what lessons we've learned and uh no reason to be to look to the darkness quite yet but i tell you what i have looked to the darkness mike because mm. I, I i i as an american i don't i don't i don't i don't have a lot of faith in us as as a morally as a as a moral authority in the world or we shouldn't be and i'm kind of happy that we've kind of taken this trying to take uh the back seat to this and let like european leaders um do all the talking or as much of the talking as possible on well, the my, less on Biden my talks, way it here, seems Mike. The better. All right, we're going <laughs> to taste this uh, Ukrainian vodka. This is Core. Uh, you can find this at the, uh, you can actually find it at the Total Wine in Brentwood. Um, I know that. And then also they carried it at Cork Dorks in Midtown. Um, they might be low on stock right now, but uh, check it out. This is some uh, this is some good stuff. This is straight out of the freezer. This is a proper way to do it. And uh, you can pair this with everything from steak and potatoes to just a loaf of bread. It just tastes like water, Mike. Coming from the word vod in Russian, which means water. Yeah. So it's full circle. They all they all translate wh- whiskey, water. Yeah. Vodka, water. Cats, dogs. They're looking at us like y'all had to make everything so complicated. Solid. Well, uh, that's good stuff. Um, the uh, the news story, the last one I was going to pull up relating to our margaritas at the mall. Uh, there was an ABC News health news story that came out today. Taping this on Thursday, March 10th. Americans are besieged by stress, poll finds. Concerns over nuclear war and inflation following two years of a pandemic have Americans more stressed than ever. See, that's why we're here. That's why we thought it was time to check in just about the state of the world and uh, and drink some Ukrainian vodka to talk about it. Uh, but financial woes coupled with a barrage of horrifying scenes from Ukraine as Russia continues its invasion have pushed a majority of Americans to unprecedented levels of stress. Mm. According to a new report from the American Psychological Association, 
According to the poll, 87% of those surveyed cited rising costs of everyday items such as groceries and gas as a significant source of stress. Said their mental, people said their, uh, a high percentage said their mental health was greatly affected by what has felt like a constant stream of crises without a break over the last two years. So yeah, I think as David Berman had some portend in there to say, how long can the world go on with no word from God? As in we need like some sort of margaritas at some sort of spiritual awakening. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to hit that unless we uh, have a crisis. Got to have a crisis to have a spirit, I suppose, or else we're just like average, like going through life. Like it's just not going to work like that. I guess that's what we were doing before feeding everyone that's hungry. Like we're feeding everyone that's hungry. that's getting bombed. Crazy. That's sweet. Well, you, uh, you got one more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got um, one more bonus booze news story. And Maryland liquor stores Old Bay Vodka will soon be available for ideally not your Bloody Marys because you're just like Old Bay seasoning from McCormick oh, and Company, shit. a partnership uh, between the George's Beverage Company and uh the McCormick Spice Company. Shout out to um, listeners uh Christine and Rob who love Old Bay. They will be producing Old Bay flavor vodka at their Frederick, Maryland distillery. Wow. That seems difficult to make. It's like so much goes into it. And is it red? I already thought so of it. No, questions. no, it's clear. It's, it's clear. clear. Like, Man, uh, so I already thought about eight that. Million like, times. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that they would, they're not, I mean, they're not just going to straight up distill the, the spice powder into it. I, I don't really feel like that ever works. So they're probably just going to use fresh ingredients. Stocks of celery and coriander, just ground. Damn, it sounds good. Yeah, uh, that'll be available at your uh, state uh, regulated liquor stores in Maryland and Delaware um, in mid March, which is right now. So we're gonna have to try to pull strings to get it here into Tennessee. I can get us a bottle. All right, I can get us a bottle tomorrow. Let's do it. Cool. We'll follow up with that. We've got a very special episode of Shots, as we said, coming on the heels of our talk here about margaritas at the mall. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe it's not. But it's definitely something that we're going to partake in as we talk about uh, one of the more famous and probably one of the more drank cocktails in the entire canon. So that'll be up next for Shots. I do have to mention before we go, I'll be, uh, and this this is interesting when we talk about the state of the world and things are opening back up and things like that. I'll be at the Lake Oconee Food and Wine Festival coming up March 18th through the 20th. Out there talking about my book, Garden to Glass, which came out Where? pre-pandemic, Where just the- before. Got it right under the uh, under the line there. This is uh, Lake Oconee is just outside of Atlanta. There's a uh, there's a Ritz-Carlton out there on the lake where they're doing this festival. You can go to lakeoconeefoodandwine.com. There's a Garden to Glass cocktail class that I'll be running on that Saturday, March 19th. Oh, sweet. So check that out if you're in the area. Love to see you. The tickets for the Garden of Glass Cocktail Fest almost cocktail class are almost sold out. So so do jump on that. I'll have books there and I'll be talking about vermouth. I'll be talking about all kinds of different things. And uh, we'll be talking some liquid gold stuff as well. So that'll be going on March 18th through the 20th, the Lake Oconee Food and Wine Festival. So thanks to those folks for having me out and to Cathead Spirits for uh, sponsoring. And we'll be doing some great Bristow gin and Old Soul cocktails and might even dive into the bitter orange of Cathead. So that should be fun. Their premier vodka. I love Cathead, all of their products. They're so cool. 
They do a great job. That's uh, that's definitely one of our favorite quasi-local regional vodkas. So shout out to them. It took a it took a two-year anniversary and of a pandemic and a war going on for us to finally talk about vodka. Uh, but it's it's been an interesting topic in the news lately. So thanks for indulging us on that. My name's Mike Wolf, and it's been amazing to be back in studio here with my buddy my, and my co-host, Mr. Kenneth Deadman. Kenneth. Likewise, Mike. You're the best. Um, shout out, as always, to our producer, Michael Eads, and everybody at We Own This Town and WeOwnThisTown.net. Check out the new podcast, Horrified, a new uh, horror podcast that they're doing. So that's exciting. And thanks to Upright T-Rex Music and Jess Matchin for the logo. We love you, Jess. Love you, Jess. We'll be back with our other Jess, our cocktail correspondent from Charleston, South Carolina. She'll be coming on to talk margaritas with us. So we look forward to that. And we'll see you next time right here on Liquid Gold. Glad you're tater. <laughs>